job hunting because it isn't easy. In fact, it's probably harder now than it's ever been when it would seem like it should be easier than it has ever been because you can get yourself known in so many ways. Getting yourself hired is the second half of that equation. Employment specialist Jeremy McCall joins us right now. Jeremy, how are things with you this afternoon? Honestly, today they are perfect. I'm standing out on a golf course helping with a charity fundraiser and working on my tan. All right. Can you tell us what charity it's for? I work for Hutton House, and we have an employment services division, so it's part of my overall uh, employer. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's talk about what it takes to get ourselves hired these days, because job hunting can be difficult. Is job hunting made more complex these days, or or do you think some of the extra avenues that we have to get our name out there do actually help? Uh, I think I'm one of the more miserly millennials out there. I know everything's supposed to be automated, AI and online and so on and so forth. I think it's actually way harder to get a job now than it used to be because for the simple fact that nobody wants to have a conversation anymore. Uh, Most places you walk into now and try to sell an employer on things like your personality or your experience or your ability to create a warm environment, and they're not telling you to go online and just put that all into Microsoft Word and upload it onto their website. So it's things that most of our generations and generations uh, before us never learned, right? So you can't get punished for what you don't know. Yeah. And are people reading that upload, or is that maybe going through an algorithm that's saying, I'm only looking for keywords, I don't see the keywords, we're not picking this person? So that's exactly it. Uh, most employers go on Indeed. Indeed charges them $300, $400 to post a job. And part of that money goes towards their fancy algorithm where if you don't have a certain percentage of the words from the posting matching words you use on your resume, nobody will even see it in the first place. Uh, most employers will only look at between the top 10 and top 20% of the resumes that match the algorithm. So if you hear somebody say, you know, I've sent out 100 applications and not gotten a single phone call, that's probably why. Wow. Employment specialist Jeremy McCall joining us. Jeremy, we had asked even before news about a situation where a job pops up and you apply for it and then you don't hear back from the company and then a few weeks later the same job pops up. Now, I got a text saying reason might be that they're just putting resumes in a job bank. This is just kind of a, hey, who might be interested for something with us down the line? Who might match just to save some time? But is that something that can happen where a job will pop up and then you apply for it, you didn't get it, but then they send it out again? Uh, Yeah, it certainly can happen for a number of reasons. I've heard from HR people locally at, think like big chain retail grocery stores, that they only have control over their own stores hiring. So when a posting goes up, it often can come from their head office in Toronto or wherever that might be. And even if they're not hiring anymore, it can still be up there, right? And they'll have kind of hiring cycles where we know we're going to have a changeover coming into September. So we're going to throw up a bunch of postings, not be hiring for all those positions, but have people apply anyways, which means you've wasted an hour or two, not even getting a phone call in the first place. And then sometimes people will post a job, do the interview, do the hire, send a job offer, and then the person says, oh, I already took another job a couple days ago. So then the posting has to go back up, and they have to start the process over again. So, yeah, it's a bit of a mess. Okay, one other question before we maybe ask you for some tips on how to get hired, and that is sometimes companies will say, okay, as part of our job hiring process, we give you this assignment, something that would be akin to what you'd be doing for them. Here, complete this, hand it back to us, and then we'll use it as part of our hiring process. If you do that... Can they use your work? 
Uh, I actually have been through this process myself personally. Uh, a couple of years back, I said, hey, I need to make more money. And I tried going to work at Toyota. And Toyota made me drive to Kitchener three straight times. Uh, one was for two hours. One was for four hours. One was, another one was for two hours. And then they said, oh, you know what? You're not manufacturing material, which I, I probably agree with. Uh, but yes, I've heard that people have sometimes created um, presentations uh, you know, answered questions, given ideas. And then, yes, that, that does belong to the company as part of their intellectual property, unfortunately. And I definitely advocate to people, know what you're signing up for, know what your worth is. And if you feel that your worth is not being recognized and respected, then don't feel that you have to overextend yourself. Uh, somebody last week interviewed for a job where they had 24-hour notice to create a specific PowerPoint uh, presentation and then present it in front of five people. So that stuff's definitely happening all the time. Whew. That that sounds like stress. Wow, 24 hours. Jeremy McCall joining us. Jeremy, if we are going to give some basic tips right now to make it in the hiring world, what should we be telling people who are job-seeking to do? Uh, number one, we kind of touched upon, don't put it on your resume unless it's relevant to the job that you're applying for. If you're looking for an entry-level position, honestly, one page is more than plenty and only putting on things that are relevant to what you're seeking. So say you painted houses and you're now looking for customer service, only put the painting on there if you talked to customers, if you answered questions, if you walked them through the job site before and after and got their satisfaction. Beyond that, a person who's hiring for customer service doesn't care that you did the straight lines and you didn't make any messes, right? Uh, number two is all experience is important as long as the tasks match. So if you volunteered in a food bank, if you've you know, helped serve meals to, to seniors, this is part of your spare time and things you enjoy doing. That can go on your resume if the tasks you did as a volunteer are applicable to the tasks you're trying to pursue as a paid employee. Uh, and number three would probably be don't discount your own network. Uh, one of the best ways to get around the whole algorithm, the whole impersonal T1000, the machine process, is to have somebody inside the organization you're trying to get into putting in a good word for you. Uh, there's places like, I won't name any specific names, but there's big banks locally where if you put your friend's application forward, they get hired, they stay for three months, you get 500 bucks. Those programs exist at way more employers than we realize. And you're really not imposing if somebody likes you, if you have a good relationship, say, hey, saw your employer's hiring, I'm putting an application. Is there anything you can do to help put in a good word? More often than not, you'll be surprised by the answer. Interesting. Well, those are amazing tips. Jeremy, thank you for those. Thank you for the conversation today. Always a pleasure, Mike. Thanks for doing what you do for London. Hey, we'll talk soon. All right, have a good day. That's Jeremy McCall, employment specialist. So some great tips. I mean, if it's not relevant, don't put it on your resume when you're applying for a job through a service because you do have the algorithm that is looking for keywords. And if it's looking for a percentage of keywords, you never know how it's going to work. But if it says, yeah, yeah, we need a resume where, you know, name the percentage, where... 50% of the words have to fit into this big word bank that we've created. That's the way that it's going right now. When you say, all I want to do is reach a human. If you put me in front of a human, I can explain to you what I can do. You can see the kind of person I am. I could show you how valuable I could be to your company. And yet, that's one of the hardest things to do right now. It's almost like finding a company's phone number on their website. Used to be really easy. Now, not easy at all because people would use those phone numbers. It's one of the reasons why we were talking about Meta a while ago. Meta's customer service, terrible, terrible. 
But when you have 2.6 billion users, how can it be better than terrible? 